Welcome to All Talk Oncology. I'm your host, Kenny Perkins, a.k.a. The Cancer Guy. Hello, and welcome back to All Talk Oncology. And we have a great topic today, and we're talking about surgery. Surgery is something that, depending on your diagnosis, your cancer diagnosis, you have to go through. Not all people with cancer go through surgery, but depending on your diagnosis, surgery is something that you may have to go through. And so how do you get through that? Is there something that you can do pre-surgery to help you with the best outcome? As far as minimizing infections, cutting back on inflammation, these are important topics and things that you need to know prior to going to surgery because this is going to help you transition from your surgical procedure to post-surgery and getting you out of the hospital at a much faster rate. And so to tackle this subject, we brought back again Dr. Peter Ash to explain why nutrition is important pre and post-surgery. And so I hope you really take in the information that Dr. Peter Ash is bringing out to us and so that you can benefit from this. All right. Once again, we have a special guest, highly respected, board certified in internal medicine, hematology, and medical oncology. Please let us welcome Dr. Peter Ash to our show again. <laughs> Hi, Kenny. How are you? It's great to be back again. Oh, doing so good, Dr. Ash. You can't complain. And, you know, it's just been, it's been phenomenal to have you on our show. I think you shed so much light on some of the things that are going on within the oncology world and seeing it from your perspective and helps the patient for sure. You know, it's always an honor to have you on the show. Thank you. It's my pleasure. You know, so Dr. Ash, we talked about a few things on the show so far. We've gone over nutrition. We've talked about the immune system. We've talked about the importance of gut health and the intestinal tract. But one of the things that, as you and I both know, sometimes you have to have surgery, depending on what type of cancer or the stage or where you're at in that. And so as patients prepare for surgical procedures. How important is it from a nutritional standpoint? What are some of the things that they can expect or they can do to kind of help the healing process move along faster? And then looking at it from an overall treatment experience, could you shed some light on that for us? Absolutely. Absolutely. Surgery is a very important uh, part of cancer treatment. And of course, uh, besides cancer, there's you know, other needs for surgery, abdominal surgery, orthopedic surgeries, you know, bones, uh, fractures, arthritis, you know, for the elderly. But let's speak with cancer for now. Surgery is typically the first or second modality that we treat cancer with. And this really depends on the type of cancer as well as the stage of the cancer. In general, uh, just a little bit of background, we stage cancer based on size and spread to lymph nodes and, and distant organs, which is called metastasis. So a stage one cancer, typically very localized, it's invasive because cancer is invasive per definition, that's what makes it malignant, but it's localized and relatively small. Stage two cancer, and again, this is a general staging, uh, every specific cancer have a specific staging system, but this is a, a good general assessment. So stage two cancer is larger, but, and of course, still invasive, 
but still has not moved to lymph nodes or other organs. Stage 3 cancer, in general, is when the cancer got a little smarter because cancer mutates as it grows, and certain cells get an advantage of growth, and then it learns to move on and get away from the flock, if you will, and move first to lymph nodes. Now, they don't move to lymph nodes on purpose. They are caught by lymph nodes because lymph nodes are these filters that we have uh, all over our body that help us fight infections, bacteria, viral, and also they catch a rogue cells like cancer cells. So when the cancer moves to lymph nodes, that's typically a stage 3 cancer. And then again, the cancer gets even smarter, which actually is a very complicated process to grow in other organs other than they come from. But they learn that and they move on and they move to, through the lymphatics and then the blood to other organs like the liver and lungs and bones, sometimes the brain, and they start growing over there. And that is what we call stage 4 cancer. Now, stage 4 cancer, we cannot do surgery for because it's multiple locations and there's probably typically small cancers that we don't, don't even see. So the only reason we would do surgery for stage 4 cancer if there is something urgent or acute a compression on a nerve or a blockage in the belly. So we do surgery, what we would call palliative surgery, to relieve a obstruction, for example, or to alleviate a symptom. On the other hand, for stage 1 and 2, 3 cancers, surgery is absolutely necessary. Stage 1 cancer, and even 2 most of the time, typically cured by only surgery. So surgery is a very, very important modality and has a cure rate for cancer in stage 1 or 2 disease over 90%. Then, then typically, if the cancer is high risk, uh, it's going, gone already to the lymph nodes or under the microscope, they look aggressive and at stage 2, like for example in colon or breast cancer, they are a certain size or they look aggressive. Then after the surgery, we do chemotherapy and possibly also radiation. So we do what we call a tri-modality treatment in sequence. And the sequence is surgery first, then chemotherapy, and then radiation. The goal of the chemotherapy is to prevent cancer from coming back with no evidence of disease in the body after surgery. That is what we call adjuvant treatment. Then the, frequently we do radiation, and the goal of the radiation is to prevent local recurrence of the disease, and that's what we typically see in breast cancer or, um, or melanoma or rectal cancer. So radiation would prevent local recurrence, chemotherapy would prevent recurrence anywhere in the body, as well as local, after surgical resection. Occasionally, and in certain types of cancers, we use chemotherapy to shrink the cancer so we can resect it by surgical resection. That is called neoadjuvant treatment. In that case, the sequence would be chemotherapy first, then radiation, then typically some more chemotherapy, uh, surgery, not radiation, so chemotherapy, then surgery, then typically some more chemotherapy plus minus radiation, like in the case of, of, of rectal cancer sometimes. So these are the indications, and we have already discussed nutritional support for chemotherapy. Yeah, we did. And radiation, at this point, we have surgery left. Before we talk about that, do you have any questions on what I have summarized so far? 
Well, I think this is a, a nice, well-rounded discussion for my listeners, right? I, I think for sure this helps us out when you're looking at why surgery and its necessity in fighting cancer. You're talking about making sure that removing the cancer is first and foremost out of the body. And depending on the type of cancer and location or staging. And so as I listen to that, right, there's a lot of moving parts depending on your staging, the location or whatnot. Sometimes you have to do treatments that will shrink the cancer before having surgery. So I, I think I love the overview on that. And that, that's exactly what I wanted to uh, listeners to get an idea about. Because when you have all of these different options, it's easily to get confused. And, Absolutely. Right? And so then you're going, okay, well, we talked about nutrition. And, it, and, and the reason why you, you and I were having this discussion which kind of prompted that to go, okay, well, nutrition pre and post surgery, how does that play a role and why is that so important? So yeah, thank you for clarifying that. Absolutely. And, and let me uh, answer this question. You know, surgery by itself is an extremely stressful procedure. There is what we call surgical stress and surgery itself results in a pro-catabolic uh, state, which means it promotes breakdown. So this hormonal and cytokine environment that happens during surgery significantly impacts metabolism. At that same time, there's a lot of oxidative stress, hyperinflammation, immune system decreased, and everything that all played together will worsen the complications of surgery. Most patients, especially elderly and especially cancer patients, patients they're already malnourished going into surgery. Mm -hmm. yes. and and on top of that, you know, this pro-catabolic state, the further breakdown, that it will, well, together with the oxidative stress, the inflammation, the immune system, will probably start a vicious cycle that will cause further deterioration. And the important thing is this is actually a process that we can break by nutrition. And surgical nutrition is extremely important. And just like with chemotherapy, it's underutilized. And it is a preventable risk factor, and that's what's so important about that. There is ample data that malnutrition will increase infection after surgery, will slow down wound healing, will increase readmission rate to the hospital, perioperative infection, sepsis, admission to intensive care, and other morbidity of surgery as well as mortality. And again, this is a risk factor that is modifiable. We can, we can deal with this with proper nutrition. So help us out here. One of the things we go or we tell ourselves, we're going, okay, we're going to start eating healthy and then we'll research some of the things that are healthy for us that are, you know, maybe non-processed. But is there anything specific when you're talking about recovery or preparing for surgery that you recommend to your patients? Yes, uh, definitely. Protein, immune nutrition, gut health that we talked about before, and to support bone and wound healing. These are the important aspects. Protein is extremely important. Most patients, especially elderly or history of diabetes, history of cancer, they will go into surgery with the low protein in their blood. That will impair their healing, the wound healing, the surgical outcome, the infection. So starting around two weeks before surgery, a high protein supplementation is extremely important. There's also uh, a lot of data 
about what we call immunonutrition. Immunonutrition is amino acids like glutamine and arginine, nucleotides, probiotics, and omega-3 fatty acids. There is, again, a lot of data that using immunonutrition around surgery, that is before and after surgery, will improve the infection, the wound healing, decrease hospitalizations by at least two days, which is very, very uh, significant. Now, gut health is important, of course, so uh, probiotics, and as I said, supporting the immune system. Absolutely. And the immune system, again, you want to make sure that's at a higher level as you go in because you want to fight off infections, right? I mean, that's, that's kind of what we've discussed and what I've gathered from you in our discussions. Yes, it is extremely important, and not just for immunity, but all other processes that's going on along with the stress and fighting the surgical stress response. So in your experience here and seeing the patients, you put them on a high-protein diet, you're giving them supplements that they're giving them the nutrients that they need. What has been the success rate as far as them coming out as far as healing a lot faster than normal and then also preparing for their other treatments? What's the time frames with that? Well, the healing is several days faster typically. There is less Infection, submission to intensive care unit, line infections, less readmission to the hospital. The malnourished patients have a three times greater risk of having a complication at time of surgery, and they have a five times higher risk of dying with the surgery. So well-nourished patients or with a, a better supplementation, we can decrease the mortality rate of surgery multiple, multiple times. Of course, after surgery, healing is also important because most of these patients will need chemotherapy. Chemotherapy can only be started when the healing is complete because chemotherapy, of course, affects the cells that grow. Just like when you heal, cells are growing. So if you start without complete healed wounds, then on the chemotherapy, you will have an open wound. And that will heal with a lot of difficulty, especially in the chemo with secondary infections and all. So facilitation, facilitating wound healing is, again, of utmost importance. You know, one of the things that has changed, a lot of patients have been talking about is, wow, after my surgery, it seems like, you know, I'm just being pushed out. I'm in there after surgery, maybe a day, two days, and then they're discharging me. I'm already, I'm already going home. Sometimes I'm going home the day of the surgery. Is... Oh, yeah. Is there a reason for that? Can nutrition help play a role in, in being released early, I should say? Absolutely. I mean, the reason for that is to save money, typically. In Europe, hospitalization with surgery is usually typically much longer than in the United States. And the reason for that is saving money because hospital beds are extremely expensive hotels, basically. Now, there is a lot of data about how surgical nutrition saves money. And every dollar that's spent on nutrition in the hospitalized patients with surgery saves $52 for the hospital. So that's just one thing that's important. Wow. And, and, and there's data behind that. But also improving nutrition will decrease, will frankly decrease the need to be in the hospital. And yes, you can be discharged early, but you may come back with an infection or with an open wound. 
and the readmission rate is one of the things that they that they look at when they look at the surgeon or they look at the hospital when they evaluate the surgeon or the hospital. Infection rate, readmission rate, or surgical morbidities, mortalities. These are very important evaluation points for a hospital or a surgical evaluation. So proper nutrition and improving all those points will help the surgeon, will help the hospital, and help the whole healthcare system. If I'm the patient, I can imagine the, the buildup of getting prepared for surgery. And then after surgery, I mean, you, that's the last thing you want to do is come back because some infection, some complication that you've had due to surgery. And so to understand, basically, you can change that or you can help that and assist that by nutrition. So this is vital information. And I, I think it's, it's very important information for everyone out here listening, Dr. Ash. And I don't know how much this is being covered out there, but I, it's, it's definitely appreciated. And so what are some other things that you're discussing with your patients when it comes to preparing? Because there's a, like you said, like we talked about earlier, there's, there's so many moving parts. I think the most important that the patient knows what's going on and what they can expect. I always explain uh, the staging, the rationale behind the treatment plan and the treatment plan in sequence. And then the possible complication side effects during each modality of treatment, surgery, chemotherapy, radiation, and what they can expect and what they can do to improve that. And again, nutrition with healthy natural supplements before, after surgery, during chemotherapy, during radiation goes a very, very long way. Plus, it adds, you know, something that the patient can control and they can feel that they are in control and they do something for themselves that's healthy, good and goes a long way. So with you, which, which is great, which I, which I do love about you, is that you've come up with a supplement that will help patients in all aspects of their cancer journey. We've talked about the supplements for chemo and helping them to maintain a good health during that. How does your supplement help when it comes to the surgery, pre or post? Is it if that's yeah. fair? I actually we actually developed a specific supplement for pre and post surgery. It's called Power Off as in operation, and that's a supplement that one takes twice a day. It's a protein powder-based supplement that has ingredients that will support wound healing, immunity, gut health, nucleotides, probiotics, and so on. So you take it twice a day, two weeks before surgery, and two weeks after surgery. And that's all you need. You just need two bottles that last for two weeks, one before, one after surgery. Of course, one can take it longer. But we actually have a specific supplement for surgical patients, and not just for cancer, but it also works for abdominal surgery, orthopedic surgery, and bariatric surgery, basically across the board. You know, that's so important, Dr. Ash. It's so, it's so important. What I don't want to do is be like, oh, yeah, we're trying to sell, trying to sell anything. I, I have no affiliation with, with, your, with your product and, and things like that. But I, what I want to do, what I wanted to do is bring you in because if this is truly going to benefit the patient, and this is something that is extremely important when it comes to recovery and getting the best outcome, then we want to discuss that. And we're going to need to educate the people who are getting ready to go through this for the first time or are getting ready to go through it because of reoccurrence. So I definitely wanted to make sure 
this is being discussed on our show and then you having a part on that because, I mean, you've, you actually created this. Yes, and, and as you said, this is for the benefit of the patients, of the people, and that's our ultimate goal. Now, surgical nutrition actually is much more accepted or more widely accepted than nutrition that they utilize in cancer patients otherwise because in cancer patients, nutrition is extremely important and extremely underutilized. But surgery-wise, three out of four surgeons actually believe that perioperative nutrition will reduce the complications, and they would like to use that, a good supplement. There are a lot of surgeons out there that know that it's helpful, and we're actually working with with multiple surgeons in this uh, regard, uh, doing some studies to make sure that we can show that there's a big difference you know, with and without supplementation in the perioperative uh, period. Sure. What would you contribute to that? I mean, when I say contribute to that disconnect when it comes to going down towards the cancer patients or coming down to the cancer patients, because if you're, I mean, surgery, you're having surgery for other things other than cancer, right? And so they're, it's widely mm-hmm. known and it's widely spread. Then why is that not coming down to those in the oncology world? What would you say? Well, it's very hard to, to tell why it's not as common in the oncology world to use nutrition supplements. Uh, they are using nutrition supplements, but it's frequently not the right supplements. It's mm-hmm. typically supplements that have a lot of sugar and soy-based, genetically modified soy-based uh, nutrition uh, with all the sugar and malfodextrin and uh, vitamins. Uh, doses are not enough for a cancer patient. But not that they're not using supplements, but they do not use the right supplements. Yeah, I see. And that's multifactorial. I, you know, there's a lot of uh, politics and, and money in there with the big companies pushing out cheap supplements that are basically possibly harmful rather than, than helping a lot. Yeah. Well, with that being the case, it's very comforting to know that you're out here and creating the right supplement for those that are are going through something as horrific as cancer and knowing that if there's a product out there that can help assist with their recovery and their healing process and so important and and that's the reason why i definitely wanted to bring you back here and discuss that from a surgical standpoint well i appreciate that kenny absolutely we we really try to to make supplements that benefit the patient at every level and, you know, help with quality of life and, and longevity. So again, Dr. Ash, thank you. Thank you so much, because I, I think you brought so much light to my listeners and myself on this, because, I mean, just with oncology, there's so many moving parts. And when you start talking about nutrition and, and the importance in the oncology world, I, I needed to bring you on to discuss that. And so I, I thank you for that. I thank you for creating this Power Onco. And where can they go, my listeners go, to take a look at your products? Well, we do have products in partner shops, uh, mostly in the uh, southeast United States. But we are also available online at uh, com, where there's also more information on cancer nutrition and um, you know immunity and neuropathy and all that. So com, it's available online. It's perfect. You heard, you heard it here on All Talk Oncology. Natronco, if you're getting ready to go through cancer treatments, surgery, and you're looking to increase your health and the healing process, 
take a look at Natraco. Dr. Peter Ash, we thank you so much again for joining us on All Talk Oncology. It's been our pleasure, and thank you. Well, the pleasure is mine. Thank you very much. So again, I hope you really enjoy Dr. Peter Ash and a lot of the discussions that he's given us on this show. But today, I hope you picked up on some of the nuggets that he dropped. Talking about surgical stress, he says that malnutrition is a huge issue when it comes to surgery. And in order to prevent that, he talked about getting on the proper diet two weeks prior to your surgery procedure. And having a high amount of protein was extremely important. Another gem that Dr. Peter Ash talked about was hopefully you weren't malnutritioned, right? Because if you go into surgery and you're malnutritioned, he says that you're three times as higher of having complications and five times higher of potentially dying if you come in malnutritioned. So what we learned here is that how we prepare for surgery for cancer patients is extremely important. And he says that a lot of other surgeons are starting to adopt the importance of nutrition before and after surgery. Another gem I hope you picked up on here is that prior to starting your treatments, whether it be chemo or radiation, Dr. Ash says that you have to heal first, right? You just can't go right into one of these procedures, chemotherapy or radiation after surgery right away. You can't. You need to heal. And one of the ways that can help you heal faster is having the proper nutrition. One of the things he talked about is immunonutrition, amino acids. Dr. Peter Ash talked about glutamine and arginine. These supplements help heal and help you get through the process a lot faster. You know, you want to do that. The hospitals want to do that. They want to get you through and, and heal properly so that you can get have the best outcome in your um, treatment success. Again, we thank Dr. Peter Ash for joining us on the show. I want to thank everyone who tuned in today. Here's where you will find up-to-date cancer discussions with industry experts and leading professionals that can help you in your cancer fight. You are not alone in this. We are in this together. I'm your host, Kenny Perkins, a.k.a. The Cancer Guy. And until again, I'm out.